name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. Today, my guest is Ben Chow. Ben is Chinese, and the reason that's relevant, even though it shouldn't be, is because we talk about race. Race still seems to be a very difficult topic to talk about, which I quite frankly don't understand, and I don't think Ben does either. Him and I sort of jump all over the place a little bit, but we really just are trying to understand the arbitrary rules about what can and cannot be talked about by whom when it comes to race. And it's really interesting because Ben also puts himself out there with some opinions that definitely aren't politically correct or broadly socially acceptable, yet he's Chinese, so is it okay? Because he's not white, but you know, Chinese people are the privileged minority, let's say. So it's a really interesting conversation and I'm definitely, I definitely want to know what topics you think we covered well or what we missed. Is this the right approach to talk about race? It seems very hard to me to ever have an integrated conversation about race because the rules seem completely nonsensical to me. So if you have any principles that can help me guide future conversations with Ben or others, please let me know. And if you're interested in talking about race, I'm very interested in talking to you. So please let us know what you think of the conversation. As always, please subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app and consider supporting the show at thesafespace.ca. Hey, Ben. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for having me on, David. Uh, so I, I really wanted to talk to you about race because I've had some like pretty good conversations with you about it before, and it seems like we're not really able to talk about race well in the culture. And yeah. the reason I wanted to talk to you is because it seems like Asian people are kind of the the mystical unicorn in the conversation <laughs> about race because it's very much the people of color and the you know, underprivileged minorities, let's call it, um, yeah. and the white people. But it's interesting that Asians as a group, if you can group people together like that, uh, you yeah. know, they often outperform white people. They have higher success than white people and all, all of this stuff. And so it kind of breaks the mold of the progressive narrative that just by being out of the mainstream of the white dominant culture, let's say, uh, yeah. it's... It, obviously leads to, issue, leads to issues. So I just wanted to get your initial thoughts on the conversation as a whole and your experiences in this in this realm. Well, like for me, um, I grew up in a small town, which is majority um, uh, white people, more or less. So I was the essentially the token minority in both grade school and high school. So um, I don't get that much racism. Like obviously back when I was younger, like kindergarten, grade one, that's when I had like some racism but after that it's been it's been okay it's been i guess accepting because since where where i am it's there's some first nations uh people there so then there's there's some of that there so i'm not solely the min minority yeah and but, so what do you think of you know if we're talking about school definitely like i went to an elementary school that was very multicultural we, we yeah. had like uh, we didn't have a christmas concert we had a diwali concert because there's more Indian people than uh, like Christians. Yeah, I, you know, I I'm Jewish, so I experienced some anti-Semitism at a young age. But yeah. you know, it's, what I really struggle with is the idea that I'm racist, right? Like you know, <laughs> that systemic racism. And and you know, I had no problem when I was a kid. I didn't care about race at all. But I also kind of joked about race. One thing I often think about is. You know, we used to play Foursquare in the schoolyard, right? Yeah. In an alliance with a Vietnamese guy and a black guy. 
and we called ourselves the N-word, Wigger, and then C-H Igger Alliance. And like, you know, he was, we would just, that was, these were funny words that we used and it didn't mean anything derogatory. And, and you know, it, 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 I wonder when it becomes racist, right? Like I struggle to understand in the narrative as to when that can't be good natured anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's confusing to me. And I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering what you think about all this because I'm really trying to understand the claims people make about racism. I think if it's like more tone and um, the delivery more or less. Because since you're in a, in a friend group, right? You guys are mutually being racist to each other. We're all laughing about it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, someone might have an issue, but if you guys were really friends, someone would would say or tell you, hey, I don't, that wasn't cool kind of thing, right? Like essentially we find a line like where it's borderline bad, but then we still have fun with it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But I'm being told now that the line isn't where I think it is, right? I can't have the right line because I'm white, right? So clearly (laughs) I'm wrong. And so that's why I'm interested because, you know, it's almost like as soon as I'm talking to another white person, this whole conversation is unacceptable and it's just two white people circle circle jerking about their white privilege. (laughs) And so it's like, you're an interesting kind of buffer because I've spoken to black people about it as well and other races, but I'm, I'm just really fascinated by your experience. Like, do you get called racist? Do you interpret from the media that, because when I went to China, I was told yeah. Chinese people are the most racist. That's what I was told, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm interested just of your view generally and even that, right? I, I don't think any of this kind of grouping is appropriate anyways, but it's so interesting um, that, yeah, like you hear stuff like that too. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Like, um, if you go to China, they're they're homogenous more or less, right? You see Asians everywhere, so they, you don't they don't see well, like you don't see like pockets of like white people, black people, Muslims, one, all right. Usually they stick out, and usually uh, Chinese people would just like call them out as it is because they're, they're one, they're not used to it, and two, um, the races towards each other. Like you know, China has like a bunch of provinces, and then at that point have a bunch of dialects, right? So right. however you speak Mandarin, they'll know where you're from. And at that point, that's where the racism or discrimination kicks off. Because you can tell what Mandarin sounds like from northern China versus uh, southern kind of thing. Right. That makes sense. And that's interesting as well, because there's this idea that, like, you know, white people are the most racist. And, like, if it wasn't for white people's racism, there would be no racism. But it's like every culture on Earth <laughs> is racist even towards other people from the same country, right? Like there's bloody wars in Africa because, you know, you're this kind of Muslim and that kind of Muslim or, you know, the whatever happened in Rwanda and Darfur and whatever else it is, right? And so it happens in China too. And so it's, I don't understand how we've gotten stuck in this narrative as if only white people were ever racist in history and we're still dealing with that and we're, we're not making progress somehow. No, like, I don't think it is. I think it's just, like, whichever is the majority, you can be, they call it racist, I guess, unquote. Because, like, if, for example, in, in China or in Asian countries, you know that they view lighter skin as beautiful, right? Because mm-hmm. um, usually it's, a, it's 
to some degree a class base. If you're darker skin, that means it almost indicates that you're, you're a farmer, you work outside. Right. But if you're, if you're pale, that means you work inside. Usually if you work inside, that's a high paying job of some sort. Like obviously that's could be farther from the truth, right? Yeah. And so I, I want to ask, what's your thought of this idea of like systemic racism or like the more so than systemic racism, because that's a difficult topic, right? And what are systems? And fundamentally, I think, you know, a person can be racist or not. And, and that's it. But there's this idea of, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm, I owe because of what my ancestors did, right? So like, uh, what's it called? Paying reparations to slaves because ancestors were slave owners and these sorts of things. And it seems like, I don't think you and I are going to solve racism, but I think it's important and interesting to even be able to talk about this with someone openly, right? So I'm kind of just, it's a bit piecemeal. I don't even know what common thread there is, but I'm just interested in your thoughts and also setting a stage for talking about race generally. Yeah, like, obviously, it's kind of the media's fault that they try to push, like, the smaller the stories that fits their narrative, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's other documents supporting that there's uh, cops are, the police brutality, I guess, is to everyone, not just uh, highlighting the black community, right? Yeah. It, it, depends where, it depends where you get your data from, more or less. Yeah. And I wonder, so you say that, and I wonder... Like, is the backlash worse if a white person says it or do Chinese people, do Asian people get it as bad, right? Because, you know, yeah. there's, there's this interesting, I've, I've seen a couple trailers for upcoming movies about like the black conservatives. And it's very much like the tone of, well, if you're a black conservative, you're not black. You're an Uncle Tom, you're all these other stuff, <laughs> right? So it's almost like, unless you're, you agree with the progressive view, you're somehow a race... Uh, race hater, race trader. Race trader, yeah. And so I'm interested, like, you know, how does the average far left person or pseudo left person, you know, deal with an Asian person? Because, again, you're in this interesting your your group. The Asians are in an interesting like <laughs> gap that doesn't fit the narrative. Well, um, yeah, it's so bizarre to me. Like, I think it's just it's upbringing, more or less, because well, always the you know, the Asian tro- uh, the trope of like work hard in school and then you should, uh, work hard in school and then get a good job and all that. Mm-hmm. So obviously there, there's other Asians that are not like me, like uh, who didn't, who didn't go in the STEM field or whatnot kind of thing. They're also they're, they're like in the hidden Asian group that doesn't fit that Asian narrative. You know what I mean? Right. So and I can, I can see their point because they're also like self-hating, not self-hating, but like, disappointed that they don't fit the mold that the parents want them to be like doctors, lawyers, engineers, anything on that side. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, you know, is it, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, race is inherently anything, right. That I'm, I'm not a racist. Um, and I actually think many people on the left are racist, right. They imply that there is something, inherent about race whereas no i think there's a it's about culture right and about upbringing and stuff and and yeah you know many of the stereotypes about chinese people and asian people are kind of let's call them positive stereotypes 
right? Same with Jews, like Jews are cheap and, and also <laughs> rich. I wonder if those two things are related, right? Um, yeah. And like, I know in Judaism, like education is really highly valued. And it's yeah. not, yeah, so it's not that like Jews or Asians have anything special. It's that, you know, they have certain values that they try and raise their kids with, you know, to varying degrees of overbearingness and whatnot as well. Um, yeah. Do you, how do you find you fit the Asian stereotype and how does it feel to, you know, cause I used to get pretty upset about like the Jewish stereotypes, right? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how you feel about Asian stereotypes cause it's still racism, right? But it's kind of like friendlier racism. Like, I guess I can talk about like in, in the movies, you know, like if you see an Asian guy, you know, they're good at math, they're, they know Kung Fu um, or they're funny. I guess that's like Jackie Chan more or less. Yeah. Um, like for example, Roy Rushaw, right? It's a black guy and an Asian guy. Back then, everyone probably had a good laugh at him because it was, it was funny and to some degree true. <laughs> right. Like, like, have you watched the Rush Hour movies? Not lately. I don't remember them. Oh, there's essentially, yeah. They didn't call that racist movies to some degree, but it's it's a comedy movie at that point. Right. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. There's because it's basically gotten to the point that if anyone plays any stereotype of their own role, that's not allowed or something, right? Because oh, it's just a stereotype. But it's like no. But if this is actually how some people are you want to display that as well. But one thing that comes to mind, actually, have you ever watched Community? Community? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's the Asian Spanish teacher, and when he introduces himself, like, there's this whole thing, and he's like, what? I'm Asian and teaching Spanish? Why not math? Why not martial arts? And he makes this whole thing about, like, because I think, you know, it's it's the creator playing on that trope, that Asian yeah. guy math teacher and it's like no he's a spanish teacher he just happens to be asian right and it's yeah. interesting how it's like a funny trope on the fact that there's the stereotypes there and stuff um yeah yeah i'm i'm i really it's int- it's hard for me to know how to talk about these things in a kind of holistic way because it really seems like it's but just a bunch of disjointed issues right? Because um, for me, it's pretty simple. I know I'm not racist, mm-hmm. but I'm told I am. And I'm told there's a bunch of reasons I am. But, you know, all of these reasons to me seem like, okay, there are examples where this happens. There's examples where I've made mistakes, but it's almost like difficult to actually talk about the system that they claim exists in my mind um, and so if, if, if you were to solve the problem of race, if I'm making you in charge of the conversation now, yeah. how do we have a productive conversation about race? Because it seems very difficult. And like, you know, we're kind of at, we're kind of having just discrete talking points, but how do we actually get into it to understand what's going on and, and decompress it? Or do we need to talk to the people who really feel that they are being attacked? I have no idea. But like, like, in my view, there will always be race. Like, you can't eliminate racism like at all. It, it's it's impossible. That's that'd be a utopia at that point. Because 
is to, to achieve like no racism that's like you're controlling what people think at that point or of what they say right and do at that point which obviously that that goes against uh freedom of speech kind of and liberty of like doing whatever you want kind of thing yeah so i don't know i just i feel like just more um education just being human i guess like we all have our own different own differences and upbringing but like the, the simple trouble of like having empathy, sympathy, and all and all that. So I have a conversation, not like a heated argument about it. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I mean it does that's why you know I'm an individualist and there's you know the smallest minority is the individual, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean it does come down to just there will always be some racists, right? Like that's yeah. just the unfortunate truth. Um but you know, you hope and you work towards less people being racist over time. And I think, you know, what the left wing seems to be doing is actually holding racial barriers in place because they're the ones now calling attention to race more often, right? You know, the idea, you know, I I will paraphrase and misquote Martin Luther King, but Hmm. it's not the color of your skin, it's the content of your character, right? I don't, care what skin color you are i'm going to treat you based on your character and if you happen to be shitty and black i'm going to treat you like you're a shitty person although i try and treat everyone well but yeah there's like but this idea that we need to treat black people differently because of historical oppression or or whatever else like that means i'm being told to primarily look at race and then decide how to treat someone, right? I made a comment to someone once about how, like, if you tell someone don't think about an elephant, they think about an elephant. If you (laughs) tell someone don't think about race, don't think about race, don't think about race, they think about race. And then whatever they happen to have learned about race as a child or growing up, it's more prevalent in their mind. So if they have a semi-racist upbringing and you're telling them, race is important that is what they'll default to not your utopian uh view of race or whatever so it's we just stop talking about it but it seems like that's impossible because we're simultaneously told it's unimportant and the most important thing on earth that we have to somehow rectify yeah yeah like i I agree with that uh, sentiment too, because like, you know, when they say, if you have a bad memory or something, if you keep remembering the bad memory, it'll, it'll stick in, you'll remember it more mm. kind of thing. So it, go, it goes to that too. So yeah, I, I agree with the, um, judge the person by the character, not the, the skin. Like it's, that's, that's just like a characteristic at that point. Like the person could be tall, skinny, fat, dark skin, light skin, hairy, bald, long hair, because that's, I can't characteristic of the person, right? Not like what they are inside. Like if they're intelligent or or they're a good person, right? That's what we all strive to be and look for, right? Yeah, or at least most people, many people <laughs> for that. Um, so, you know, how do you feel about being treated as an Asian, right? Like when I think of you, I think, okay, he's my Chinese friend. So if I need some <laughs> color if I need a different like because it's almost as if I'm forced to live in that world almost so I do group you that way and 
you know, I make jokes with friends about how I'm a Jewish stereotype. I have an, an accountant and a lawyer in my family. And like, sometimes race and these stereotypes are useful, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, but there's also times it can go too far. So how do you think, I mean, from your experience or your friends, you know, is, is yeah, what's your experience with that? And how does it feel when it does happen? Because apparently I can't know it as well. And so you're the, the, you're the privileged minority. So I'm interested in knowing like how it actually feels when it happens. Because it must once in a while, at least. Um, I probably did, but I can't remember if that, that those types of incidents have actually happened. Because, most, um, because I don't have friends that come to me because like I'm Asian. I know Asian stuff. Probably I do, but not, <laughs> not, not all the time. Well, obviously, um, yeah, I just don't see it as like a an, an insult to me if if they do that. At that point, I think it's a compliment. I don't know. <laughs> that could be weird that way. Yeah, and see, it's very much like most of my friends I've talked to, they view race in this similar way to you. And it just doesn't, I don't understand where are all of those people in this broader conversation, right? Because all you hear is about how how potent racism still is, how it's everywhere. And, you know, I'm sure it's still some places and there are some racists, but also if that's the lens you've trained your mind to look through, then you can attribute it more often than it's there as well. And so it's it's, it's very bizarre to me. Mm. Yeah, I think... I think you just have to change your change your thinking on race, like the too too focused on it, not the individual person. Like there's um there's a quote I don't know if you heard it. You're not you're not at fault for being born uh, poor, but you're at fault for um, dying poor. If that makes sense. I don't know. I, don't, I, forgot, I forgot the quote. No, I mean that makes sense to me, and I think. I mean, it, I'll be interested to see what backlash we get as we get nice. to see what backlash we get. And I'm wondering, are you worried about that? Because, you know, definitely, again, like I said earlier, if, it, if we were two white people, it would be very potent, the backlash. But like there's a buffer and, and because you're a minority, <laughs> it's, it's safer territory. But you're saying things that definitely are labeled as awful, right? Oh, yeah. People- can't just lift themselves up by their bootstraps. Oh, right. There is systemic racism. This guy's just a banana or he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about or whatever it is. So it's interesting that like, that's what I interpret comes from them. And that's also, I'm putting racism in their mouth and maybe they wouldn't say those things, but are you like, you're very casual about this. Why are you willing to talk about it? And, you know, I know many people who are fearful of, of the Twitter mob and wouldn't talk to me about these sorts of things. Because like Twitter, the Twitter and internet, they're not people I see every day, right? If, if it's if it's you or any of my friends, we can actually talk about it because because I there, there's been like a, an established respect of some uh, of some sort, right? Mm. So I, I really don't uh, because I'm not um, engaged in the Facebook, Twitter about about this because it's toxic. I think. No, I definitely agree. It's toxic, and it's <laughs> interesting because I also have you know many people I'm connected with who are willing to have these sorts of conversations with me privately. And 
not necessarily publicly all of them, but there's this idea that at some point there is a group of people who are unwilling to talk, right? Who are unwilling to try and work out differences of opinion and stuff. And they seem to be in control of a lot of the public dialogue at least. And I'm just wondering where that starts. Where is that part of society? Because it's not in my life. It's not in any of the people I know's lives. And so it feels so disconnected from me. And yet everyone I talk to knows it's there like some looming enemy, right? (laughs) On the internet. But like, where are these people? Because yeah, like my my, uh, relationship with my peers is similar to yours. I know I can talk through and work through all of this stuff, which is also why... I'm ha- starting to have the ones, you know, courageous enough to come on and talk about some of these issues yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, you know, hypotheses as to where is this, e- where is this lo- like ominous group that's controlling the online dialogue? Because I can't find them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want to find them. Is it, I feel like if you try to find them, they're just trying to like, silence you by like uh, chanting you're anti-semite which is i think hilarious racist uh privileged <laughs> and and all that stuff but i feel like just neglect neglect the ones that are the loudest kind of thing and so how do we get our rational approach and you and me, me and all of our friends who can talk about this properly and are actually just trying to find the truth and find the answers how do we somehow make our voices louder than the people screaming on Twitter? It seems like a difficult thing, especially about race, but I mean about many uh, issues, uh, political issues in particular these days. For, for sure. I think it's also the, the biased um, media filter on Twitter and Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and Facebook probably. Because if we try to have those talks and then the the moderators were like, oh, this topic is is racist or it's it's not safe for the community or it breaches the community guidelines kind of thing. Right. Um because there's I watched some uh YouTubers uh listen to their content and whatnot. They, the content makes sense and, and I'll follow what they're saying, but then they also they keep saying that they're uh they're demonetized because YouTube says this and that. So I was like, yeah. huh, interesting why they're de- being treated that way yeah and i'm i'm already like even concerned about going on youtube or patreon or whatever else because i've talked about touchy subjects even this could get me kicked off or whatever it is right so it's like i don't think i've said anything wrong i don't think you've said anything wrong but we've said things contrary to the acceptable narrative and so potentially you know we're kicked out. We're kicked out of the conversation, which to me is so bizarre. And it's like, it's so not reality, right? It's not my reality, but it's the internet is the, doing this. And so it's like interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it changes because there are more rational voices talking now. And, and, you know, I hope to create a surge, you know, from my end as well. So I guess yeah. we'll see. Do you, do you have any last thoughts around uh, race or, you know, anything else we've touched on on in this talk? Like, like you know, there's a bunch of YouTube videos where, uh, or not YouTube videos, but like videos are uh, surfaced about uh, people being uh, being racist. I guess, like throughout my life, I haven't I haven't uh, encountered any of those uh, racist people yet. 
So do they exist? Probably. I haven't met them. No, not yet. And that's really interesting to me because I know a handful of people who say they've never really experienced racism and like those people and you would be dismissed as like, oh, you just must be hyper privileged or you're just blind to it or something. And like, clearly you're wrong. Somehow you're wrong, but like, and dismissing the fact that no, there, there are, there's not that many overt racists. Like, I just don't believe that. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if you agree or disagree, but yeah, it's just bizarre to me that, you know, there's claims we leave, live in this kind of totally evil world. And, you know, like I said, I did experience anti-Semitism um, mostly when I was a kid from other idiot kids, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's been some in the, my more adult life, but even if it happens, I don't store it. It's just some person being a jerk. The same way they could be a jerk about me being bald or my weight or whatever it is, like the fact yeah. that I'm a Jew, like if someone's being a jerk, they're just being a jerk. It doesn't matter to me why. I don't store it. I don't care about it. But I could see how if you're trained and told that's the way the world is, then it holds more water and, and you'd store it. For sure. Like when I was in, um, uh, back in Midland, uh, working as a cashier in Walmart, so remember Midland, mostly um, white people. So it's not much um, variance of uh, colors. So as a, as a cashier, like sometimes I get people who give funny-ish racist comments, but it's not, it's not as bad. Because one, one of the customers, for example, he asked me um, where, where I'm from, and I said I'm from Canada. Um, right. Sorry, he, he asked me, uh, what am I? I said, I'm Chinese. Were you born here? I was like, yes. And he says, oh, you're made in Canada. Like, yeah, you can, you can see it as it's being racist or funny because he's not wrong. right yeah and that's the thing it's it's the lens you look at it right and there's this idea that any comment on race is racist or is a powered play or something like but yeah you know i'd make jokes too and you know i used to love this song by weird al about like they're uh about like chinese people eating cats or something right and it was just like some (laughs) joke but like also i had a friend at camp who told me, yeah, he's eating cats. He's eating all sorts of things. He was born in China. He loved trying all these different foods. And it was interesting to joke with him about it and stuff. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre to me that, you know, if I'm well-intentioned, that's, that's not enough. That doesn't matter. And somehow I'm evil rather than being able to negotiate a line of what's acceptable or not. Yeah. I think it's uh, also to a point of like, Self-control, like if you kept berating your, uh, your the guy I can't, he, uh, he likes eating cats. Well, if you kept berating him like day in, day out, I think that's like crossing the line at that yeah, point. Yeah, totally. And I think, but that brings me to the point I made earlier of it's like, you can be a crappy person about any sorts of things. It could oh, be sure. about his wealth, that it could be, you know, maybe his parents are divorced or this or that. And so like, being a jerk is being a jerk. And I think it's far removed from this idea of like widespread racism and this like inherent nature of, you know, I mean, Canadian American culture, the white man in general and all of this other stuff. Um, Yeah. So 
Oh, what were you gonna say? Like, I was listening to a podcast saying like, people want to immigrate to the U.S. and the states. Why? Why would they? If they know if it's a racist country, why would they want to come to America or Canada versus right. staying in their country? Yeah. And I think it's hard for people to actually hold in their mind how unbelievably good these countries are um, and, and hold that as a primary and then work on fixing the issues that still exist versus, you know, um, what many people hold as the primary today. For sure. Like we have the ability to change. Like some countries, they can't change because they don't, the problem is not there. Like, evolving i guess mm -hmm. like honestly the states they they had slaves obviously but then eventually they abolished it right through civil uh, civil war the, um, the the marches the right marches and all that stuff like some countries they still have slavery right and no one's condemning that yeah and i mean yeah there's many <laughs> there's many big issues in many countries but that's another that's another conversation so I'll just end with one question. Uh, ben, are you yeah. racist? I don't think I am, no. <laughs> Me neither. Good to know. <laughs>